Our scripture is uh, Psalm 46. I will be uh, focusing on three uh, sections of the psalm, the the three different sections of the psalm. And as we um, look at the first section, our focus will be on the first verse and then on the fourth verse and then on the tenth verse. Uh, as we as we work through this together, Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come. Behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. You and I are, are not simply uh, just to hear psalms read or to listen to them being preached. They are our prayers. Um, we are to live them, live with them, pray them, and let them shape us. Uh, I was drawn uh, to uh, pray this or to uh, read this psalm and to pray out of this psalm uh, when meeting with Andrew and Elizabeth a couple of days ago. Um, And I decided that tonight it would be good to look at this psalm together. And I went through my files and found that I had preached on this about three years ago. And um, so I've sort of reworked and shortened up that message a little bit. But I was struck by some providential gems. That we will, uh, that I will include tonight, even as I in- include them uh, three years ago. Um, a- as I said, we'll be breaking this into three paragraphs, three sections, and we'll find our theme verse for each one: uh, verses one, verse four, and then verse ten. Uh, let us then consider uh, that uh, verses one through three encourage us to find our help in trouble, trouble, find our help in trouble. Life is scary. Life is unpredictable. And things are clearly beyond our control. Uh, in these verses, there is what sounds to be a, a natural disaster. The waters are roaring. Oh, I picture
picture lava streaming down uh, one of the mountains of Hawaii and hitting the ocean with steam uh, just hissing and, and, and coming off of the water. We uh, make good plans for our lives, but they are just plans. Uh, in the midst of all of that, God is our refuge. And even now, we live without fear. There was a young man that I had read about who was diagnosed with cancer. And following that diagnosis, he found himself reading uh, in, Psalm, in, in Isaiah chapter 43. And this is, what, this is what he read. And now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And the flames shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Uh, this young man uh, wrote a letter asking for prayer from some of his friends. And the gist of that letter was this, that fear is real. And things come into our lives about which we can say, my life will never be the same following this. And I'm going through a fire and a river, but I know that God is with me. God is our refuge and strength, verse 1 says, a very present help in trouble. That's one sure thing for you to hang on to. He will be a God to you and to your family. He has established his covenant with you, and he is a God of steadfast love and faithfulness that is as sure as he exists. God is our refuge and our strength. Therefore, there truly is no reason to fear. So one prayer that we make tonight is we pray for help in trouble. We pray for help in our trouble. Uh, the second section from verses 4 uh, through 7 uh, uh, speak of being glad even in our trouble. Being glad even in our trouble. There is a river whose streams uh, make glad the city of God. Those first hearers of this psalm would have known what river uh, the psalmist was referring to. Hezekiah had built a tunnel from the Kihon Spring in the Kidron Valley that went underneath the wall of Jerusalem to the Pool of Siloam, and it is still known uh, in Jesus' day. That river supplied the city even through military attack. And the Assyrian siege in Hezekiah's day, as you noticed in verse 5, ended as they were sustained even through that attack. They were sustained by the river. Uh, at the break of day, God delivered. Look, look at what it says. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. And so it was that the city awoke that morning with the Assyrian army, army around them. 
to find that 185 Assyrian soldiers had been slain. God showed up at the break of day and delivered his people. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The city refers also to the, most, the holy habitation of the Most High, which, of which we are an expression today. And we too are being attacked from the inside and the out. I, I don't know if there's a better phrase than what, what I remember reading from Francis Schaeffer years ago about the troubles that, that are within the church. Uh, that is, that we are dealing uh, with personal peace and affluence. Personal peace and affluence. We have money. For the most part, we have peace in our lives. Um, and and we, we therefore can be lulled asleep. There can be a com- complacency and we can become dull to the kingdom of God. But there's also attack from the outside. And today in particular, we find ourselves as the Church of Christ being, being in the crosshairs of our society as a whole. Uh, we are regarded as being hostile to, uh, to personal freedoms and even to basic human rights. We are considered a harmful relic from uh, 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 an earlier age best left on the ash heap of history. And yet we have hope. We have hope because of the flowing river. The Holy Spirit is that flowing river that makes glad the city of God. You may recall in the Gospel of John that it says that the Father gives Jesus the Spirit without measure. And Jesus uh, then uh, through the, is given to us through the Spirit. We may be shaken, we may be confused, we may be distracted, we may be going through all kinds of difficulties, but God is our refuge in trouble. We may be discouraged, we may feel like giving up, but the Holy Spirit reminds us and persuades us that Jesus has been raised from the dead. And so everything that you need to fulfill God's calling in your life is given because as the hymn that we love to sing, he well supplies your sons and daughters and all fear of want he removes. He well supplies each of you and the fear of want or of lack uh, is removed. Notice how our psalm says that the Holy Spirit is in you and for you, verse 5, and he is with you. He is in you He is for you. He is with you. Now, the uh, the passage uh, in which God that describes God's rescue of Hezekiah from the Assyrians has this this phrase in it: Judah shall take root downward and bear bear fruit upward. You hear that? Judah will take root. This is from uh, from Isaiah thirty seven. Judah will take root downward shall we say, into the river of the Holy Spirit and then bear fruit upward. So you can have joy in trouble. You can have joy and stability in trouble. I read also of another man who was diagnosed with cancer later in his life. And he and his wife had gone to the, uh, gone to the, the doctor. They had heard uh, that diagnosis. And as they were leaving that office, 
They were walking down the hall, arm in arm, and he said simply two words, three words to his wife. Nothing has changed. You could argue that everything had changed. But he said nothing has changed. God is in heaven. Uh, We have his steadfast love and faithfulness. Uh, God cares for us. The Spirit, then, is stronger than fear. And we can expect to grow in our trouble as we dig down into the Spirit. We dig downward into the Spirit, and there is, there is fruit that then comes upward. We have joy in our trouble, but also joy in the Holy Spirit promises in particular. You may think, even as we've read this, you may have thought of, of, of Ezekiel chapter 47 which is a parallel passage to uh, Revelation chapter 22. And in each of them, and I I don't know why I pictured that this afternoon, but I pictured pictured a river flowing down South Broad Street. Ah, why, Phil, you know, we're right here in Philadelphia. I just pictured running right down the middle of the street, and on either side of that river, there there are trees that bear fruit, different kinds of fruit, each month of the year, 12 different iterations or harvests of fruit being being brought out of that out of those trees and out of that out of that luscious water the troubles of life can drain us they can embitter us but they also as we consider that spirit that feeds us we are also thinking ahead to that river that's running down the street of the of of the heavenly zion above producing right now smaller pieces of fruit, but then the fullness of, of, of the ministry of the Spirit uh, bringing, uh, bringing to fruit, uh, bringing fruition in our lives. And so we pray for gladness in trouble. Holy Spirit derived gladness in trouble. And finally now, we have prayed for help in trouble, where we prayed, prayed, prayed for gladness in trouble, and now in the last section, um, hope in trouble. Uh, the long view of this section is that God is the Lord of history and, and there will be a time when wars will cease, cease. That's the long view. The shorter view is that there, in today's chaos, we endure the chaos, but we believe, we reckon that, that uh, life is not out of control. And we may hear the call to rest, be still and know that I am God. I have, a, I have a, a short paragraph here quoted in my notes from three years ago. And as I read it this afternoon, I think I said, I don't have the person, the author written down, but it sure sounds like Paul Tripp. Um, what do you think? Um, waiting is not a sign that your world is out of control. No, it is a sign that your world is under the wise and infinitely attentive control of a God of fathomless wisdom and boundless love. So you can rest as you wait. Not because you like to wait, but because you trust the one who is calling you to wait. You wait not because you like to wait, but because you trust the one who is calling you to wait. Well, Israel uh, was on, uh, was, uh, on the edge uh, of the Red Sea and Israel was shaking like a leaf 
as Egypt was closing in on her. There literally was no way out. Um, The army was closing in on this helpless and hopeless mob. Well, what are they to do? Let me read verses 10 through 14 of uh, Exodus 14. When When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to bring us here out of Egypt? Is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. Well, in your particular impossible situation, uh, God says, um, rest and wait and be still and know that I am God. How do you wait when you are afraid? Uh, in reading uh, this last uh, week or so, a book by Dane Ortland uh, entitled Deeper, which I heartily recommend to you, uh, a book by Dane Ortland entitled Deeper, he warns of two responses that we may have in our trouble. You may, be, you may notice yourself in one or the other of these, of these responses. The first thing that we can do, even when we're facing trouble, is to stuff our emotions, to have a commitment not to feel. We will, uh, we will commit ourselves above all else to be stoics and not allow ourselves to be shaken, not allow ourselves to feel. We stuff our emotions. The other extreme is to follow our emotions. We let them take us on a roller coaster, up and down, up and down, and we find ourselves just all over the place. But there is a third way, and it is the way of faith. As we are still and we wait for the Lord, we are trusting Him, We are allowing the gravity of our situation to dawn on us. But the very fact that we are turning now to trust the Lord makes it a faith-building experience. Otherwise, it's a wasted experience. Be still and know that I am God. And then you too, at the right time, will follow God's command and you too will walk into that river, stepping into that river, whatever that river is of obedience that God is calling you to do. So these three ways that we can pray tonight, we pray for help in trouble, we pray for gladness in trouble, and here we pray for hope in our trouble. Let's again bow in prayer.
Lord, we ask that you would uh, enable us by your spirit to go deep into this psalm, uh, to be able to experience truly what the, the, the challenges that each one of us faced, not, uh, not being um, carried away by it, but instead being able to say, um, I trust in my Father. I trust in the goodness of God. Be still and know that I am God. And we pray these things in his name. Amen.